Gentlemen, welcome to episode two of the Mass Business Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Ward, and today our guest is Callie Patrick. She's a sleep wellness coach, a therapeutic yoga and meditation teacher, and a corporate wellness speaker who helps stressed out busy professionals learn to sleep better, improve their energy, and build their stress resilience. We're going to be talking to Callie today about the growth of her business, about networking, about referrals, and about educating yourself. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today, you never know where your next referral will come from. Hey, and welcome to episode two of the small of the Mass Business Podcast. Can't even get the name of the podcast right. It's so new, Callie. Well, welcome. Happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on the new podcast. Yeah, it's it's so exciting to be doing one of these things. And an everyday podcast is that. So if you're just new to listening to the show, we are every business day of the month. Woo, it's a lot of work and a lot of content. But the good news is they're about 20 minutes long. So you can consume this while you're walking or running. I prefer the walk side of things. Callie, tell everybody what it is you do, who you are, and and how you serve the world. Sure. Well, again, I'm a sleep wellness coach. That is my primary business. So I work one-on-one with mostly stressed out, busy professionals, helping them to improve their sleep, prioritize their self-care and their rest so they can have the energy they need to put into their business, to put into their personal life, and and hopefully some leftover for their passions as well. So... 100% 100% pun intended. You didn't just wake up and do this, right? So no. tell me briefly, 30 seconds, about your uh, journey to being in business for yourself. Sure. So I started out actually working in high tech. I was 20 years uh, working in the software industry, and I suffered from burnout long before it was a clinical diagnosis and started doing some trainings, uh, learning how to take better care of myself in the context of my busy life and uh, discovered that I really enjoyed it and I could potentially help people who were in similar situations avoid that, you know, hitting that bottom. So that's what I do today. And so something I've always felt is that small business owners leave those employed jobs, the corporate work space to go off on their own. Um, And they're looking generally for three things, more money, more time and more freedom. And they're not getting those three things in the first, you know, three to five years of their business, which is why so many of these small businesses go out of business. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a new book pretty much about that that comes out in the fall of 2021 um, called The High Five Effect. But I wondered for you, you know, as you're growing your business, as you're getting to the point where you are now, what, what do you feel like is the biggest thing that's helped you get there? Sure. And, and, and actually, it's part of why I started this business, right, is to, to prioritize my own self-care, especially when you're a business owner, you are the business, right? I don't have employees. It is me. 
and only me and I do everything in my business. Of course, I have some, you know, people who help me with specific things, but primarily I am my business. So if I am not well, if I am not well rested, if I don't feel motivated and energized and creative to work with people, then there is no business, right? So so what I have really done in terms of growing my business is to make sure that I still have time for myself. I still have those those windows of time, whether that's five minutes or 15 minutes to downshift my energy if I need to, to pick it up if I need to, of course, naturally in, in, in healthy ways with movement, you know, taking a walk on a day when the sun is finally out mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and so forth. And so uh, in terms of growing my business, I always make sure that, okay, what is my client load and is it actually manageable for me given the other things that I want to prioritize in my business? Mm-hmm. And in my life. So that's I think to your point when you mentioned, you know, prioritizing self care, right? So more time. You mentioned like five minutes here, five minutes there, ten minutes there. I mean, I think I think sometimes the more time piece that we're looking for is the time that we get to choose to do with that time. And so Absolutely. that that your what you're saying is I'll take that time that I'm looking for and I'll use it for self-care. Um, and my self-care is riding an ATV through the woods in New England, which is perfectly fine. Uh, yeah. Or maybe chowing down on a pizza, <laughs> which is perfectly fine too. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, I think the point is, 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 is that it's conscious. It's conscious decision-making around the time that we spend with our business. Now you've got that sort of figured out now, right? I mean, you're compartmentalizing your time to the point where you're comfortable with how much time you have for self-care and things like that? You know, I think it's interesting. You know, we talk a lot about time and I saw a post this morning about getting more time or saving time. And and it's interesting. We all have the same amount of time, right? But I think you, you hit on a, an important point there because when we feel like we have freedom, when we can make a choice that prioritizes us, we feel like there's more time, even though the amount of time is the same. And actually studies have shown that when we are stressed or feeling overwhelmed, the perception of time that we have is less. So there's the same block of time, but when we just feel like we don't have that freedom and and time to make a choice to make time for ourselves, it feels like time speeds up, right? It feels like there's just never enough, never enough, and that compounds on itself. So to be more productive and to feel like you have more time, it's it's often necessary to kind of take that time for you. But in our minds, it's kind of backwards, right? We think, oh, I have to push through. I have to work harder. I have to save time yeah. by doing more. And we actually save time and, and we improve our perception of the time we have by doing less. <laughs> and, so, and, and that's so interesting that you talk about that because one of the things I kind of believe in is this model. There's a book out there called Who Not How, which is who can do that for you? not how can you get it done. Mm. And offloading and outsourcing is a big piece of freeing up time. And I think most people don't connect that to self-care. And that's Mm. hugely powerful. You know how much stress exists in a business? Just trying to figure out what to do next. Mm -hmm. That's why I have Heather Grant. That is why I have, that's why I, that's what I do. Right. And so I can't do all these things and organize all these things I have to do unless I have somebody behind the scenes helping me out. You know, um, how do you, as a business owner, how do you stay up to date? How do you educate yourself on a consistent basis? 
So in terms of business or my own uh, study in terms of coaching and yoga? Yeah, I mean, like, so that's part of the business. So I would think, you know, whether you have to learn about project management or whether you have to learn about business growth or whether you have to learn about your industry, right? Right. Right. So industry wise, it's very easy. I actually just completed another health and wellness coaching certification. So every now and then, you know, I have to do continuing education to, to manage my certifications. And I do that anyway, because I just love learning. Uh, I think I mentioned um, as we were organizing this, I'm an avid reader. Um, I tend to read actual books. Uh, oh, as well, hard copy books. Just I was going to ask you, hard copy or soft copy, right? Paperback hard or hard copy, copy? All the way, all the way. I love like folding down, you know, folding down dog the pages. You like the dog the pages? Sitting on the sofa with a cup of tea and not having to worry about the light from the screens if I'm reading late at night, right? I don't have to deal with all that. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the library, the local library. I've just taken so much advantage of that uh, and I think it's great uh, of course I do read blogs I, I'm not I'm I, I I do listen to podcasts when I go on my walk so like you mentioned you know moving and listening and, and being productive on two fronts is is really useful um, in terms of the business you know I think um, I do uh, participate in certain Facebook groups, especially around health and wellness coaching, because that's the, the role I'm in. There are not a lot of adult sleep coaches out there. Um, right now, many of them are for children, but you know, adults need maybe even more help these days than, than children do. So, um, you know, but I'm up to date on the sleep research. I listen to, um, Ted talks. Um, I, I read books that come out on sleep and insomnia. Um, so yeah, a, lo a lot of reading. I tend to read versus watch, and that's just kind of my style. I like the written word. So if there's a video on a page, but there's text below it, I will always read versus oh, interesting. listen or, yeah. or watch the video. But that's that's my preference. I'm I'm a writer by nature. That That's a way that I market my business. I write articles Yep. and, and I love reading. So that's just my style. And see, I obviously having been in the world of web design years ago when I owned an agency, I understand the value of the written blog, right? Because it, it's hugely beneficial for the SEO and the inbound traffic. Um, but we often don't think about the people that actually like to read this stuff because that's the way they comprehend things. And so uh, I've seen people actually read with their finger on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, actually, personally, when I go to a page and there's just a video of, of how to do something or I, I get very frustrated because I just want to read it. I just want to skim it and see, is it worth, you know, is it worth my time <laughs> to spend to spend on this? And with a video, I can't do that. Right. I have to I have to commit the time to watching it um, or commit the time to listening to it. And so, yeah, I think it depends on, you know, your learning style and your preference and to have multiple channels. Right. I certainly have a YouTube channel with videos. I do a podcast. I do have a written blog so so that people can get access to that information in different in different ways. That's so cool. You mentioned it that way. I was recently on a podcast. Uh, well, it was a, like a LinkedIn live right with Ramon Ray, a small business influencer, a NetSuite, uh, a brand that is similar to QuickBooks. And <clears throat> I did this LinkedIn live. And then Ramon asked me to write a blog about referrals. And so I wrote an article for him as a guest, you know, contributor. And then he took it, put it on his website, and then interspersed all the video throughout mm -hmm. the paragraphs. And it was a really unique way of like mixing the media. So what I love about that is that if you're skimming it and you're the video watcher, you can watch it. And if you're the reader, you can read it. And you might be more intrigued about, because the 
the blog wasn't about the NetSuite interview. So you might say, oh, well, this blog was interesting. This article was interesting. I might watch that now. And so you might consume both pieces of content, which is rather interesting, I thought. And and, and it's attacking both angles. And I think that's something we don't think about. Um, how, how long did it take you to figure out how you best learn? Oh, gosh, a long time. <laughs> um, oh, actually, well, how I best learn. I, I, I've known that for a while. I think what took me a long time was to align that with my business. Sure. Right? So in terms of, you know, I enjoy doing podcasts like this. I enjoy giving webinars, right? So being on camera in this context is very enjoyable and comfortable for me, but I'm not one to hop on Facebook lives and do these little like short things that a lot of people are doing. And so that required a lot of my energy to kind of, get myself motivated to do it and feel disciplined. And, and then I realized, well, that's just not my style. And, and it's still important that people see me on camera, right? See me in video because that's how you build no like, and trust. Right. Right. So, so it's again, what are the choices that I'm making? Are they in line in alignment with where I feel most natural and comfortable in terms of building my business? Right. I always know that I'm, I, I I've always enjoyed writing. That's always been my thing. Yeah. Reading always been my thing. And, you know, I grew up back before, well, <laughs> you know, the computers were massive and, you know, the internet was new and, you know, all those things I'm dating myself for sure. But, um, you know, so I, I maybe have not, I remember the time before the internet, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I remember the time when we were paying by the minute on AOL chat. Oh, yeah. Bad news. That's bad news. I had thousand dollar phone bills. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never forget that $1,100 phone bill that one month. That was not good. Uh, so you mentioned business building and business growth. And one of the things we'd like to focus on with the podcast is sort of the growth of a business, you know, and that's the challenges that you're faced with. Um, <clears throat> we all, I always hear as a referral coach, I always hear this idea that people don't have enough sales or the pipeline isn't great enough or mm -hmm you know, they don't know where the leads are coming from. And I hear people talking about even buying leads from lead sources and things like that. How do you solve that problem? How do you focus on lead gen in your business? Well, I'm not sure I've solved it yet. Let's put that, let's put that in there. And I mean, the wonderful thing about coaching is right. People come and they work with me for 12 weeks. That's my, that's my signature program, one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then, you know, the goal of coaching is to make someone self-sufficient, right? To, mm -hmm. to help them solve their problem, to give them the tools and this and remind them the skills that they have to overcome the challenges. So ideally somebody comes into my program, right? They might be a hardcore insomniac, not slept for 20 years. They leave after 12 weeks and they are feeling better and they know what to do on those nights when they're not sleeping well, right? Trouble falling asleep, staying asleep, whatever. And now I'm needing another client, right? Because after those 12 weeks, I mean, some people do continue, but it's, it's pretty rare, right? Most people do sort of move on. So it's really important for me from a business perspective to continue to have people coming in, right? So, you know, in terms of how I do that, um, the way I qualify people for coaching is to have a clarity call, right? To have a free mm -hmm. consultation essentially and see whether they're they're a good fit for coaching, right? Because that's the other challenge, I think, in the health and wellness space. They have to be ready to address their problem. They have to be ready to do some deeper work 
rather than just take the quick fix or the quick remedy. Right. So there is an alignment issue there. So the number of leads that come in for me that talk to me, you know, a number of those right off the bat, if they show up for the call, if we have the call, right, the, the, the number diminishes as they come mm -hmm. through. Right? So there's a very small subset of people who are, are really good coaching candidates. Right. And then the question becomes, are they willing to invest the time and the money and, you know, their energy into solving their problem right now? Right. So mm -hmm. so my pipeline starts, you know, could start pretty large and then it gets smaller and smaller by the the act of qualifying them. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, so so, you know, I've done a lot of different things. Right. I've had Google ads. I've done Facebook ads. Um, for my purposes, I found Google to be much more uh, in alignment because people are actively searching for how to That's sleep right. better at three in the yeah. morning. Right? Yep. Um, and and so now, that do you actually do you actually um, day part those ads? Did you know do you I, could do that? Do day I part those ads? Um, no, I I actually have stopped doing that because uh -huh. for a time it was really good and then it has slowed down. And so what I'm actually doing now is um, this later this week, I have a, a meeting with a marketing expert and we are going to just take a look at what's going on in my business, what's working and what's not, yeah. because I've been feeling like, you know, I'm doing a lot of things, right? I'm on social, I, I blog, mm -hmm. I write, and there are things I enjoy, things I don't, but there, as you mentioned, time is limited, energy is limited. And so yeah. what I would like to, to get is some outside assistance in terms of yeah. having direction. These are the top three things you should focus on. And, you know, if you ever go back to the Google ads, look into day parting so you can run the ads only from 11 p.m. <laughs> to 5 a.m. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe yeah. that might be find something of value there. Um, when we talk about business growth, uh, we talk about business management as well. It's not just sales, but it's actually producing the work. It's also managing all the people. I love that you mentioned outsourcing, right? You're bringing in a consultant to help you with that um, mm -hmm. marketing piece. <clears throat> what one tool do you use in your business that you could share with the audience that might actually help them in their business? Mm. So in the day-to-day -day management of just, yeah. Absolutely. I think I commented on this in your in your Facebook group, actually, uh -huh. the other day. So because I come from the technology world, you know, we were big on using Trello, right? A Kanban yeah. board, you know, back in the day. And I still use that. I have boards for everything from, you know, my marketing to, you know, my blog schedule to uh, coaching processes and things, you know, things I want to do. And I also have several boards for, you know, household projects yeah. because we have a, you know, we have a new old house and there are lots of things to do. So I use that just to, if I have an idea, I throw it on the, on the Trello board, right? And every now and then I go through and I triage it. And um, huh. that is just, I can't imagine living without it. Actually, the other day it went down for a, a, a minute or so and I was like, oh my gosh, what would I do? <laughs> If that would never come back, I would be so screwed. <laughs> and so that's a good point. So if you're watching or listening, please comment on the Facebook page or, or on the YouTube comments. Are you using Trello? And how how nervous are you that it's going to go down and you're not going to have a backup? I imagine there's a backup option that you can just export some stuff every now and then, which I might yeah. suggest. We use Trello as well in yeah. our business. And it's not because I know anything about it. It's because it's Heather's go-to. And she's managing it all and all the tasks are in there. And I'm just like, okay, look, I just tell her, 
here's a task we need to do. And she, she figures out where, so this is another thing that I think is important because I talk a lot about outsourcing your weaknesses, right? And I'm not a very detail oriented person. I just kind of go with the flow of life. This is just who I am. And, um, so I'm not a type A type person. And uh, although some people that you talk to might actually say I am, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. And, and so um, I'm not detail oriented. And so because I feel like we're going to get from A to B even without all the details, right? We might be a little hungry if we get, you know, we might not have eaten or something, but we'll get there, right? We're not going to run out of gas, so to speak. Um but that's why you got to surround yourself with great people that do great things. And, you know, you don't have to, in, in the small business world, what we focus on is helping the people who have uh, 10 or less people, right? You don't have to always hire someone as an employee to do this. They can be 1099, they can be a contractor, they can be outsourced business. Um, there's a lot of opportunity out there these days uh, with getting the help necessary. And if you don't know Trello, but you think Trello might be for you, and find a Trello expert to help you. Um, and uh, post in the Mass Business Connections Facebook group your questions about Trello. And Callie will certainly be on there to answer your questions because she's an expert. I will not. I'll just tell Heather to answer them. <laughs> because I can see the board. I can view the board. But I've learned not to touch the board. <laughs> if I put stuff in the wrong place, I don't know how to do a recurring thing. It is what it is, but that Trello is a fantastic tool and we've only been using it now for quite, you know, just a few months and it's, 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 it's optimized the business so drastically. Um, in episode one, we had Nicole Porter on and she uses Asana and I remember her showing me Asana a couple of months ago and uh, it looks very much like Trello. It, mm -hmm. it almost looks exactly the same. And so uh, Nicole's point was whatever you use, just be comfortable with it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what one tip would you give our listeners today um, in regards to growing their business? What one tip would that be? Mm. Well, I mean, it depends on the business for sure. But I think one of the things that I that I often teach my clients about just in terms of managing all the day-to-day the things there are to do, right? Not enough time is to, to really decide what is the one thing. I don't know if you've read the book, The One Thing. I love that book um, because it's what is the one thing that if you did that today or you focused on that for the month or whatever it is, would make the most impact, would have the most impact on your business, your health, your your relationships, whatever that is, right? And And really commit to that and focus on that because I think, um, I am a type A, I am in the details, right? Those are the people I work with most often. And we're so often trying to do so many things at one time. And I think um, it's it's so helpful to for myself to keep reminding myself, okay, this is the one thing that I've decided to do. Everything else that's on the to-do list can wait for now, right? If it's not in alignment with that one thing, then it has to wait. And, and I think we we just make more progress that way. We feel a little bit better about, um, you know, what we're doing. We can evaluate is this work, what is working, right? When we're, when we're focused on that one thing, because if we're doing so many different things, you don't really know, well, what, what did help you the most? It's very hard to track and then we get overwhelmed. So, so I guess that would be my one piece of, you know, generic advice. <laughs> 
Well, I think it's an important aspect of it, and it ties directly to your business. So speaking of your business, as we wrap up this show, share with everybody where they can find you on the World Wide Web and reach out to you. How can they get in touch? Sure. So CallyPatrick.com, my name is right there. Also CallySleepCoach.com works and um, links to all my social media channels are there. My blog is there. If somebody wants to learn more about sleep wellness coaching and book a clarity call, it's 30 minutes with me, completely free, no obligation. Uh, we talk about your sleep and hopefully get get people on a strategy strategy to feeling better. And that's regardless of whether coaching is a good option for them. Sometimes, you know, I'll refer people to other programs or doctors or whatever they need. So happy to speak with anybody through that. Awesome. Well, thanks for being our second guest on the brand new Mass Business Podcast. We appreciate you being a Massachusetts-based business and sharing the wealth and knowledge with other people who are listening right here in the great state of Massachusetts. Folks, don't forget, if you are struggling to grow your business, we're here for you. We've got all the content, the information, the education. It's all about learning and understanding. Season one is about educating yourself, and let us help you do that. If you need some resources for sleeping better, reach out to Callie. And if you need some more resources for more referrals, reach out to me. I'm happy to help. We'll see you next time on the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, all rights reserved. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word of mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Raise one in the air to put you in the mood.